Hey, welcome to Speak Up Sis, where we help you get through life while giving you all your life. Here we say what nobody wants to hear, but everyone needs to know. Today, I have another amazing conversation for you all. I would like to invite a good friend and sister of mine into the space to share her journey with us. Her name is Pamela Hall, and we are going to talk risky business and doing it scared. Get ready. You're in for another real, raw, yet relevant conversation. Let's get it. Welcome, Pamela Hall, to Speak Up Sis. How are you doing, girl? I am doing good. I'm. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. Thank you for uh, choosing to come share yourself with the Speak Up Sis family. So listen, today we are going to talk about risky business. Right. Yeah. We both know about that. <laughs> we, both, we both know about that. Business is not easy. It's not. It's not. Not at all. So before we jump into the discussion, I would like for you to share um, with our listeners exactly what type of business you're in currently. Okay. I have a restaurant located at 2376 Augusta Road in Gloverville, South Carolina called The Grill Rain. And I also do catering with No Worries Catering, where we are event planner, catering slash event planner, all in one. Okay. So we do things where we do everything, decoration, pictures, if you need hotel accommodations, whatever you need, we're, we have it all for you under one umbrella. Really? Even like, you know, if I want to get my face beat and all that stuff, but I don't know somebody, you handle that as well? Girl, we will get your face beat. We will get your outfit done. What? Yes. If you need jewelry, we'll get your jewelry. Okay. 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 We, will, we also have, I mean, we, we network with your business. We know if they want um a certain kind of look for their business, you hand do earrings and I all do. that stuff. So, you know, we network with you as well to, um you know, give people a different look, a different take if that's what they want. So we'll accommodate the customer in whatever, they, whatever you want. And we'll get your hair laid. <laughs> so it's truly no worries, catering, no worries, events, just hire you, you're going to make it happen, and I don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anything, no invitations, nothing. Wow. Now, that, I, I think I would actually spend money on that. You know how frugal I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spend money on things I don't have to spend money on, but hey, I, I think I like that. So, <clears throat> thank you. For, um, like I said, for being in this space with us again um, today. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The reason I wanted to talk to you about this topic of risky business is because I know that prior to you entering the restaurant business, you were a nightclub owner. Um, I didn't know you during that time, though, but you've 
told me about your journey. And so after listening to it, I was like, wow, people need to hear not only the good stuff, because when you see that, it's like, oh my goodness, she owns a nightclub. She know all these people, wearing all these nice clothes and everything. Um, she but rich. She rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was trying not to say that, but right. So people think she's rich. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But after talking to you and you sharing your story with me, I was like, you know what? People need to hear just what goes on behind the scenes to create that that image to create um that type of business and what it takes to be able to make that kind of business work um and then of course you're no longer a nightclub owner right. so i think you know it's a good idea for people to hear why you chose to step out of that business and um, what you had to do in order to make this new venture a success. So um, talk to me, girl. Well, one thing I'm going to say is there's a big myth out there saying work smarter, not harder. Okay. Because when you work for yourself, you have to continue to work harder than anyone else mm -hmm. when you are out there um trying to make your bit even though the blessing about it is each day is a new beginning mm -hmm. in business so if you had a bad day you could try to recover to try to make you know a better day right but you have to manage yourself very well in regards to um finances because you got to think about what you need each day to make your business work when I was in the club business, moving towards the club business, it went very well at certain points. But it was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Then we had an incident where we couldn't recover because we're in a business where it hadn't gotten to the point where um, I didn't make good decisions. I can say that. In the business where I had multiple incomes coming in. We were okay. only... I, I'm going to interrupt here, and okay. you all are probably used to me interrupting my guests. I mean, just get over yourselves, okay? Because no I'm going to do that, <laughs> listeners. Just you just got to know me because she's jumping into some really deep waters right now. Um, but I want her to kind of walk us into the water before she just like Dive in. pushes us in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> because when people are thinking that they want to get into a business or maybe they want to get into the club business or whatever kind of business, um, did you have another kind of job before you decided? Did you just wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to just have my own club? Did you have another job beforehand? Did you make money? Did you quit a job? I mean, because you know, for me, I actually worked for 40 years of my life as an educator. And then it was like, I'm resigning and this is what I'm going to do. Did you work for like 20, 30, 40 years of your life and then change? Or did you just kind of know that this is what I want to do? Well, when I when I were when I when I was younger, I was like, I want to own my own salon. Mm -hmm. So I went to school for cosmetology, 
and I graduated with cosmetology and I also went to school for business management and I graduated with that. So what happened was when I went, got out of college, I, my goal was to do hair and own my own salon, mm -hmm. but I wasn't making the money. So I went back into the work field while I was working for Balo as the district um, manager or the district trainer and a manager for Balo. And so I felt I was bringing so much to the table working for that company mm -hmm. that I needed to take my knowledge and what I had and what I could provide with my marketing skills and use that for myself. So um, I had enough of working with Balo. I think I was with them for probably about five years and decided at that point that I wanted to run my own business. I wanted to start my own business. And um, and that's where that came from. And I went into the business not as a club initially. Okay. I went in as a restaurant sports bar where okay. I was going to make um, money doing food and sports bar, like a laid back kind of environment. Mm -hmm. But I figured out that the party and the liquor was making the money. Oh, so you know, one thing that I noticed about you as I've gotten to know you, um, and this is a difference that you and I have talked about before, mm -hmm. is that you're more money motivated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I want to say, you know, when people are thinking about jumping out and whether you want to own your own business or whatever it is you want to do, it's important to know what motivates you, mm -hmm. isn't it? Don't you think it's important? I mean, I think a lot of people don't know what motivates them. They don't know what they value. Um, oftentimes people feel badly about the fact that they're money motivated. And I always say money's not bad right. and everybody values different things. It's not that what you value is worse than this person or that person, but you need to know what it is. Right. Um, but I, I wanted to just kind of throw that nugget out there because if you have not taken time to really assess what your values are and what motivates you right then it's gonna get tough for you when the business really gets risky when you really have to start making decisions and so for you you're like okay i'm gonna start out this way but this ain't making no money Right. And I know that I'm money motivated right. and I know I'm not going to be able to make this thing. No, I need to make money in order to be, in order to feel accomplished, in order to feel satisfied with myself. Right. This thing needs to make money. Right. And then, you know, also too, as a single parent, I knew that if I don't, I knew that I knew that I did not want to, I came from an environment where everybody was on you know, low income, mm -hmm. you know, and my mom was such a hard worker. Right. Like she refused to get into the system. Right. And I knew that as a single parent, if I didn't make money and I didn't do what I need to do, I was going to fall back into a system that I've never grew up in uh -huh. personally, but I've seen all of my life. Uh -huh. And, um, I didn't want that for myself. So I constantly pushed myself and pushed myself to, for a higher level 
you know, whatever, because I didn't want to fall into that system. And I guess seeing it so, seeing my family or different people in my family, you know, lean on that system for so many years and, and don't want to um, push themselves to get anything better. I didn't want, I felt like if I would drop into that circle mm -hmm. or that box that I could not get out. Right. And I, and that's what probably motivated me more than the money itself is that where I want to be in life, what gotcha. I want to have in life. What do I want to accomplish in life and what I didn't and where I didn't want to stay. Got you. You know, so you thought in that time at that time that the liquor was going to bring the stability and the security. And it did. <laughs> so you decide that you're no longer going to have this sort of lounge or what did you call it it was sports you, bar a sports grill. bar and grill mm -hmm. you decided that's that's not going to to pay the bills the way you needed it to pay the bills it wasn't going to offer you the level of security that that you wanted right financially so you decide to go where the people going and they want the liquor right they want fun safe environment with alcohol with alcohol right got you and I can see that. I, I I can see that. So for you, that meant transitioning into the club space, right? Mm -hmm. Did you know anything about running a club? <laughs> I didn't know anything about running a club. Wow. I did not realize, you know, the depths of the business itself. I knew that I liked the party. Mm -hmm. I knew that every time I threw a party, that it was packed. <laughs> so, and then you're going into a business that is male dominated. So, and then the, oftentimes when you own a club, the sad reality is a lot of clubs are backed by illegal money. Really? I yes. didn't know that. So, <laughs> they look at you as who's backing you. Mm. Where is this money coming from? Not realizing that you're just a hard worker, that you're doing this on your own, mm -hmm. that you're funding on your own, and that it's you. Right. With no backing. Because that's what most um, illegals, that what they do is they try to clean their money through the club business. Oh. So that's where that goes. And so you have to fight that too. I had to do, a, I had learned, I learned a lot of stuff about the club business, how it works, how it operates. I had to study it. I had to do a business plan. I had to do a business analysis. I had to do a breakdown of what my competition was all about and where I was going with the business itself. Girl, were you actually, so doing your research, were you going into other people's clubs, like parties? So that's the kind of research I like, like, hey, I'm going to go, we're going to go over here tonight. We're going to, I mean, did you get your market research by actually going into the clubs and stuff? No, I really didn't. I didn't. What I did was, I, my thing was more um like the statistics of the violence, the statistics of, you know, um what happens when a person leaves your club and they're yeah, they're drunk. How to protect myself as a business? Okay, that gotcha. was mo mostly my um because I didn't really have that much competition where I was at. Okay, so I was my own competition. Okay, basically. And one thing I in the and when you say where that, you were at, you mean the uh, the area, the space, the area, in the town, or the town like that, that I was at. Okay, at the time it wasn't very much competition. It was just me. Okay, so that was a good thing. Okay, now when I moved forward and had competition. We supported each other. 
Okay. What we did was each person had a knife. Mm -hmm. And we would all support each other's business. Okay. Because we rotated the money. In the club business, that is the best thing to do. Especially in a small town. Because you're not going to be able to... Um, you're going to divide the people. And you're not going to be able to make any money. If okay. you're fighting against each other. Trying to have... Events and things on the same night. Is that what you're talking about? Right, okay. right. So you have to learn how to, um, you know, network with each other. When other bit, when other clubs start to come into, into the, um, into the space, I learned how to network with them, and we network with each other in order to make money. You make this sound. I mean, you make it sound so easy, but for me, as soon as you said that most of these clubs are backed by funny money. I would have been out. I'd have been scared to be like, I don't know nothing about this. I don't know nothing about no clubs. I definitely don't know nothing about no funny money. Right. Um, you know, it, it brings me to this concept that I talk about a lot when it comes to, um, speak up sis with Angel Charmaine on my Facebook live mm -hmm. and, and, and my other platforms is this idea of, knowing in your gut what it is you want to do, what right. you have a desire to do, right? but being afraid of that thing and still doing it scared. Right. And that's the thing. And I think within this business, um, being in the club business was truly a blessing. A lot of people were like, oh, you was in the club business. They looked, they kind of look down. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't kind of. <laughs> it, it definitely made you more aware of understanding the goods and the bad okay. because there are really i felt there are really good people in the club and people always say bad people go to the club that's like it's not well, people in the church be at the club saturday night Ch and be at the church or something but that's not well, that's yeah, not what that's this what, podcast right. is about this so, moment exactly <laughs> but it does make you a tougher person gotcha it makes you understand and be aware of the negatives that's out there right. and the danger that's out there. Mm -hmm. You're not so naive to and gullible and gullible to things. Um, it definitely makes you a stronger person. Okay. You know, you have to, you have to, in that business, mm -hmm. you have to stand up and be willing to face any type of thing. Right. With strength. Okay. So without with getting into details, I was going to say, we're talking risky business. You know what? You read my mind. Because I was about to say, you sound like you're skating over something. I I need I need to know. Like, you got to give me one kind of something that you, that, that happened, that allowed you to see things from a different perspective or th something happened. You was like... Wow, you know, you, I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> you gotta example, give us something. <laughs> okay, example, one day I was coming home from work. Yeah, I already been in the streets that someone was gonna rob me. Mm. So, when I got home, I'm on the phone talking. I'm not, I'm already, I've already gotten rid of all my money because it was already said someone was going to rob me. Mm -hmm. So, um, the only money I had on me was the money that I was going to spend for my, the kids in my neighborhood right. for Christmas. So, they, somebody came behind me, put, put me in a headlock, and stole my money, the money wow. that I had for the kids for Christmas. And at that point, I realized that, okay, I'm in a tough business. Right. I need, I had to end up getting a bodyguard. 
start carrying guns. Wow. Those are the type of things that I had to do in order to protect myself. Right, right. In the business. Right. You know, um, so those are some, just, just, that's an example of wow. risky business. And and here's the thing. Not everyone wants to start a club. Right. Not everyone is going to start a business that is literally risky, that, that right. could cause you harm to your life or, or your well-being in, right. in that way. However... Every one of us who decides to step out into this space of entrepreneurship or owning on owning our own business um, will get to a place where things will happen that could cause you to just throw in the towel. Because I'm sure if it were me, because you know I'm scary. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I am not ashamed to tell people I have right. never had those silver bracelets on my wrist or right. anything like that. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, I do not want to go to prison, jail or nowhere else. I love my freedom. Right. Right. So for me, I, that would have shut me down altogether. Okay. I need to be doing something else. And so all of us, however, will get to a place and whatever your business is mm -hmm. where you've got to say, you know what? I want this thing bad enough. I know this is what I'm supposed to do at this moment in my life. So I am going to push through this thing, figure out how I can fix it, overcome it, deal with it, and then walk in a place of resilience to actually continue to push forward in your business. And what I'm going to say is, Whenever you're in business and you are constantly going higher and higher and higher, mm -hmm. you become a risk to yourself because... Wait a minute, people, wait a minute. You said a risk to yourself? Your success become risky oh. because people will prey on that. So it, as long as, you're, long as you're down at the bottom, mm -hmm. they're not going to mess with you. They don't have anything to you. offer. But... If you continue to grow and grow your business, people start looking at that. They start seeing that you have, perceiving that you have money, mm -hmm. perceiving that you are successful. So they, That you have some kind of influence. Right. So they want to take it from you. They want. Wow. That's why you'll see a lot of rich people getting robbed or they pull these chains off their necks or they have to have security because they are in danger because people want to take what you have that is so wild to me that instead of wanting to learn how you got what you got instead of wanting to get the knowledge and understanding of how you can operate on the same frequency as somebody else right. people don't want their own shows on a similar channel. No, they want your show. Right. Like T.D. Jakes. <laughs> T.D. Jakes is a pastor. Mm -hmm. He speaks gospel. Mm -hmm. But guess what? He has to have bodyguards. You know why? Because he has money. Because he has success. You know, so he has people that have to protect him because they're going to be people that's coming after him. Wow. And so it don't matter where you are. You could be in the club business or the church business. Right. As long as you have success, you you, you are the threat. 
You are a threat. That is something else. I never really thought about um, success being, being a threat in that manner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So that was, that was a free nugget for you all. That was really a free nugget because what I want to know is how did you sort of prepare yourself to go do something that you didn't know how to do before. I know you said that you did some research. Right. And you found out some other things. But, you know, was there anything else that sort of propelled you forward to go do what it is that you did that, that made you say, okay, I'm just going to do this, even though I don't know everything about this business, even though there are some really scary things that I found out about this business. Mm -hmm. um, what what else sort of kept you solid to be able to just keep going and to persevere, even though you were probably at a bit of a disadvantage or maybe even an right. underdog? Right. And I think that one of the things is when you're in business, you have to love what you do. Okay. And I think that's where my push came from. I enjoyed being in the club business. I enjoyed um, seeing people smile and mm -hmm. enjoy themselves and laugh and have fun. I enjoyed that. So I think that's the most important thing is whatever you do, go into something that you enjoy. Right. When at the end of the results um, come out to be is that when you go home, you can say, oh, wow, I enjoyed myself. I love every bit of what I did. Right, right, right. You know, that kind of thing. And when the joy leaves, then that's when you're unable to be the best that you can be at it. And in the club business, it became more of a job and more of a headache than the, the enjoyment that it started out to be. And, and that's what pushed me towards moving forward to where I am today. And that is a blossoming restaurant right. owner, chef of the Grill Rain. <laughs> hey. Pam, I am sure you have stories for days. I'm sure you have stories for a lifetime oh, yeah. about... <laughs> The nightclub business, but this particular episode is not, it's not really actually about the business of being in a nightclub per se, but it's more about um, helping people understand that, you know, stepping out into your own, owning your own business, becoming an entrepreneur can be risky, not just risky Financially. Um, financially, but for you in that particular business, it was risky for your life, your personal being. Um, so you had to determine for yourself whether or not, you know, you should actually continue doing that particular line of work or not. And so not only in that line of business, but even for me being an educator, um, and you said something before, when you get to the point where you don't enjoy what you do anymore, or when you're not passionate about that thing um, any longer, you realize that, you know, you just don't have that spark of that fire anymore, then it's important for you to realize when it's time to let something go, right? It's one thing 
to hold on to, to something that you really love, something that you're really passionate about, something that's, you know, working. And a lot of times, even when it's not working, you're still really strong and passionate about that thing. Um, but it does get to a point where you've got to do some self-evaluation, right? And determine whether or not you need to hold on to what you're doing and keep pushing or whether you need to let it go, right? So you got to a place where obviously you decided to let that particular business venture go um, so that you can start what you have now. Um, what made you decide, okay, the club business is not the business I'm going to continue? Okay, see, I did the club business for over 18 years. Wow, that's a long time. Yes, and I'm going to tell you that transition wasn't easy. I had to basically hit bop bottom, rock bottom in order to say, I can't even get any farther down. Wow. I have lost it all. And I wanted to hold on to it because that's all I knew because 18 because, years and you were young you started out in the business young right so i'm, I, like, I'm just gonna say here she's not gonna tell us how old she is no. i've been knowing her for a little minute now and i've pretty much guesstimated her age <laughs> but i still don't know exactly because she won't even tell me um but that's i just thought i would throw that out there but carry on right <laughs> so what the thing is um, knowing when to let go is so important because I feel like if I would have let go sooner and invested my money otherwise, other ways, I wouldn't have hit rock bottom. So when you so say hit that, rock bottom, what's rock bottom? Rock bottom is a chapter seven. Ooh. Losing everything. Being homeless. Oh. Getting, having to get in that box that I was so afraid of getting into with having to apply for food stamps oh my goodness so you mean that to tell me bottom. the the very thing that you thought you were going to secure by entering the business is the very thing you ended up doing once you decided to lead or, or to get you out of the business rather. Right. So wow. what I was fighting so hard not to get into or be, uh, to be a part of is something that I had to lean on the system, it, which was the system. My goodness. So, um, you know, I want to just start talking about Jesus right now. Right. But I know this is not speak up sis with Angel Charmaine. <laughs> For the morning show for believers on Facebook Live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shameless plug. Um, so I'm not going to go there. There ain't nothing wrong with that because the grill rain is open Monday through Saturday from 11 to 8. Come eat with us, best friends in town. The, the podcast where we do shameless plugs for businesses. Oh my gosh. Okay, but girl. All seriously, right. Seriously, um, <laughs> really, you have to figure out uh, when it's when your business is at its bottom and when to try to get out before it hit rock bottom. It's so important in a business. Now, um, I I had to hit rock bottom in order to realize that it was time for me to get out of business, get out of the club business. 
And I realized that um, the club business had changed from being fun to being very violent. Mm. The people were not the same type of people anymore. So, um, you know, within 18 years, I went from your grandmama, your mama, to the kids. To the, oh, and goodness. the kids Ooh, was goodness. totally different. I bet they were. <laughs> On a totally different level. So now I had to jump out of that, reevaluate myself, figure mm-hmm. out what I want to do, what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And that was cooking. Okay. I, I started my business with food. Right. Because so you, you said you were in the lounge slash uh, sports bar sports bar where grill. food was being served the grill right. right okay so why not go back to where originally i was supposed to be at anyway mm, sometimes See, this is where this is what I got. when chasing the bag goes wrong well, <laughs> it was pretty good for a little while <laughs> i'm gonna be honest and i really missed that bag sometimes but <laughs> Sometimes we uh, take our own journey. Yes. And yes. God has for us something totally different. Something totally different. And what God had for me was food and for me to do that. And what I did was I altered the the um the destination and God brought me right back to where I started right. from. He said, This is what I had for you. Right. So sometimes we think what we have for us is for us. But what God has for us is so much better and bigger. Right. You know, we can't see the bigger picture because we're chasing the bag. Gotcha. And then not realizing that those are small bags, that God right. has a greater, bigger bag for us. But, you know, I don't want to talk about, you know, we're here talking about business and all that stuff. Oh, no. So, Listen, no, 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 ma'am. Speak up, sis. <laughs> podcast we no 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 this is the place where we say what we think nobody wants to hear right what we know everybody needs to know so right no ma'am you whatever needs to come out needs to come out so we let the lord use you girl let the (laughs) lord use you but i but i understand what you're saying i understand Mm -hmm. what you're saying so um you decided that you were gonna let the nightclub business go and mm-hmm. the grill rain was born, but you said that you lost everything. So how did you kind of get this new business venture up and running from nothing? Okay. So very good question. I had $2,000 left um, out of all the money. You know, I was trying to save money, trying to keep a little something. And I had went through all of my money except for Mm $2,000. And I tried to get jobs. I tried to do all kinds of things. I was going to do a a boutique and salon. And I was investing money in that. And that money was going so fast. I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. I had to meditate and pray and ask God what he wanted for me. Right. So as I'm driving down the road trying to figure out, well, I wasn't even driving. One of my friends, because I didn't even have a car. Wow. One of my friends, my cousin was taking me around trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? I think I want to do a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know, and I seen this building and and I was like, God says this is what's for me. Mm -hmm. And at the particular time, the restaurant, that particular location was not vacant. Okay. So I started with another location. I went in there. I said, I told him, this is what I have. $2,000 down. Let me in the building. Let me get in this building. And I will promise you, I will make this thing work. Right. 
I have supposed to have put down almost $3,000 just to get the lights turned on. Wow. I went in there and I said, listen, if y'all turn these lights on, I will get this $3,000 deposit. So you mean to tell me the people turn your lights on? I had 10 days. Wow. I had 10 days to get $3,000 from the time my building opened to get that deposit before they come and turn the lights back off. Talk about believing in yourself. Talk about knowing you can do a thing even though you're not sure if you can do the thing, but doing the thing anyway. Wow. Right. Right. So I just, I hustled. I started out with $100 worth of food. Mm -hmm. I bought $50 from my sister and $50 from another sister. Wow. I got dropped off. Me and my children got dropped off um, at the restaurant. And my oldest son would stay there and cook. And when we ran out of food, me and my youngest son would walk to the grocery store Get what we needed and walk back. Did you say walk? Walk. <laughs> wow. He would ride his bike because he thought we was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> but we were working. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to love it. Mommy, we're going to go to the store. And I'm thinking to myself, I hope we get a ride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might have to go to the store, but I don't want to walk. But you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you have I to would do. Get, um, I would get dropped off. I would walk around to the neighborhoods, hand out flyers, talk to people. I get on Facebook. I get. I do lives. I do whatever I had to do. I had my son, My at the time he was four, four years old, with a sign saying, Best Burgers in Town. We right. went live while he was on the side of the road, dancing, trying to bring people in the building. Right. So say to say all of that is to say we got no three thousand dollars in ten days. Hey, ah! okay, we're in here. Okay, doing high oh, fives, I know, I know. Y'all can't even see us. <laughs> Y'all can't even see us, but you can even look and see us. My goodness, talk yeah. about just stick with itness and right. just you know, I I'm just I'm in awe because most people would have first thing most people would say oh you want three thousand dollars oh well i guess i can't do it because all i got is two right right, right. That, that they wouldn't have got to the get the money for the lights they wouldn't even put that given the money for the building right and it's and it's so crazy because later on you know that building that I was in, it started me out. That's not where I was supposed to be. Because mm -hmm. God told me the building I was supposed to be was up a mile up the street. Mm -hmm. My cousin said, girl, that building is open. Because I was struggling with the building I was in. Because it was $2,500 a month. Mm -hmm. The light bill was two, $3,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, what in the world? So everything I'm working towards... It's going right into the building. It's going right back in there. It's like right. I couldn't get on my feet. I couldn't get no get extra your head money. above water. Couldn't get my head above water. So saying all that is to say you have to continue to have faith in yourself. I went in there. I, the man was like, he want $5,000 down mm. on the building. I already 
had to get the lights turned on mm -hmm. in that building as well. So this is the the this is the, the new building. This the, is the building the you're in today. right now. Okay. Right. So I tell him because I got faith in myself. Mm -hmm. This is what I have. I had three thousand dollars. I got three thousand dollars. Give me some time, and I will give you the other two thousand plus pay my rent. And everything like that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm buying as a lease to purchase agreement. Because I want to buy this building. Right. So um, he was like, okay. I'm going to do that. We get in there. I get his deposit. All of his deposit. I get the lights on. Mm -hmm. And mind you, with the lights, I'm still struggling. I'm still... Right. The light's right. still behind because I'm stuck constantly. It's going... Up and down, up and down, up and down. But I constantly have faith in myself. Mm -hmm. I constantly believe in myself. In the restaurant business, only 10% of restaurants make it past a year. Wow. I've been in there for three. That's what's up. Going on three. That's what's up. So what I'm saying today is never doubt yourself. Believe never in yourself. yourself. And sometimes you have to be your own cheerleader. You have to be your the person that tells yourself that you can do it. All the time, you have to be your own right, cheerleader. Right, right. And I want to say this because I know we got some, um, we got some people, church people, I'm sure, mm -hmm. um, who are, you know, got their panties in a bunch. Um, I just want to, because I know you. Right. Um, when she says, you know, faith, that you have faith in yourself, when you say that, I know that you have faith in God. Oh yeah. And there's a there's a confidence and an assurance that you have in who you are in him. Right. So when you go before these people, mm -hmm. right, who can make things happen, you already know that God favors you. And right. so there's a level of confidence. So I just wanted to say that because I know you. Right. Um and we've had, you know, conversations one on one. Um, but sometimes I think people, uh, are like, you know, oh, you got faith in yourself. You don't think nobody else is helping you. Right. Yeah, of course we know it's almost as if it goes understood that. Right. And, and let me tell you, having faith, um, it takes a lot. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot. And I'm going to tell you a lot of times in business, I have to always say, God, all you told me is I need is a mustard seed. Mm. I said, you told me, I'll, I said, I know I have a mustard seed. Because sometimes your faith gets weary. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you just like, you don't know. In business, it gets hard. You can't, some things you can't even understand, can't even explain. Mm -hmm. But you have to continue to have a mustard seed of faith. Mm -hmm. A mustard seed of faith. Because if you don't, you will lose your mind. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you will lose your mind. And that, and honestly, that's where I get my strength from is God always and forever. But, um, my faith get tested too. And I get, I, I get, I have to constantly push myself up and tell myself I can do it. And mm -hmm. one great thing, again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning. One great thing about business is. Every day is a new beginning. It's a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. You can get it right today. You can get it right today. And I'm glad you went there. And listen, listen, folks, can you believe 30 minutes? <laughs> 30 minutes goes really quickly. Um, I'll definitely have to 
do a part two with Miss Pamela Hall because there's so much more that we want to say about this particular topic. But I'm glad that you went there because it's important for people to understand that yes, entrepreneurship is risky business, but I know for me, there isn't anything else I want to do at this juncture in my life. I cannot right. see myself going back to work in anybody's building. Right. You know, having some boss supervisor, somebody telling me when to jump, how high and, and everything else. I would not give anything, even with all of the risk, even with all of the consequences, even with all of the not knowing, um, all of the studying and research, all the things that you have to do and the things that just seem hard, I would not give it up. I am in a place right now in my life where I'm willing to live a minimalistic lifestyle in order to have the freedom that I have to pursue purpose. Right. And for anyone who is thinking, this is what I want to do. Right. And I'm going to say this, when you say minimalist lifestyle in order to pursue your greatest purpose. Right. People don't understand that. Right. It's easy to clock in. Right. It's easy to clock in. It is hard to work for yourself and make a way for yourself. Because when you're on your job, you can say, I have tomorrow. Right. But when you're working for yourself, you have only today. You have to do it today. You have to make sure it's done today. Because you don't have tomorrow to get it done because each day is a new beginning. Right. So when you go tomorrow, the next day, you're starting all over again. So you have to complete each day and what you have to accomplish today. But isn't that what isn't that what God's word tells us? Don't fret for what is going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own issues. Cast all your cares to God and allow him to take care of you for what you need today. Today. Oh my goodness. This has been just, it's been a beautiful conversation. Um, there's so much more we could say, so much more we can say, but we won't. Gonna leave it right here. Um, I wanna thank you, Pam, for coming into the Speak Up Sis space and sharing just a little bit of your journey with me as well as the listeners. Um, tell us again. I'm a, listen, let's let's plug this again plug, because plug, plug. we want the people to eat the best burgers in town. Ask around. Ask around. So please let everyone know where you're located and give us your social media handles so people can check you out. We're loaded at 2376 Augusta Road. Gloverville, South Carolina, 29829. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram as The Grill Rain. And that is The, T-H-E, Grill, G-R-I-L-L, -L, and Rain, 
R-E-I-G-N. Got it? Anything else you want to say um, about this risky business? Want to leave the people on a high note before I let you go? All I want to say is pursue your dream. Your vision is for you. Do not allow anyone to come into your space and tell you what you can and cannot do. Have faith in God and have faith in the ability that he will give you the strength to get through any situation. That's what's up. Your kingdom purpose is definitely worth the risk. That's right. All right, everybody. Until next week, Monday. I'll see you all later. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today to Speak Up Sis podcast. So here's what I need you to do right now. Subscribe and sponsor. Subscribe to Speak Up Sis podcast and allow me and my guests to inspire your story by sharing ours. And sponsor. Your sponsorship will help me be able to continue bringing real, raw, yet relevant conversations every week and possibly more than once a week. Until next time, open up your mouth and speak up, sis.